all need people to connect with and learn. Give us courage to run. We all need someone. When we give, they return. Build us and elevate. In this journey, journey of life, there's someone out there who needs what's there deep inside of you. So step out of the shadows and shine. Best forth with your light. Let those fears run and hide. So connect, collaborate. Time to influence the world. So connect, collaborate. It's time to influence the world. Hello, pleased to meet you. You are welcome to OBA Connections Broadcast. My name is Oyilola Buki Akonde. I am the president of Unique Women Network. Um, the founder of OBA Connections and the co-founder of Rafa Nurturing Academy. You are welcome. This afternoon interview, or should I say conversation, oh, it's so it's gonna be so exciting because you will be meeting a wonderful, lovely, unique man, Sam Ade. And this man, I'm excited about him. I'm excited about what he does. I'm excited about his passion, passion for God, passion for connection, passion for collaboration. And I'm really, really, I'm really convinced that listening to him this afternoon, you are going to be able to get so much insight that you will run with. So this afternoon, I'd like you to um, meet Sam and ask Sam Adi to please just introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Samuel Ade. I'm an entrepreneur um, and the founder of Alana, which is a store for luxury black fashion brands and a platform for fashion designers to gain expertise. Wow. Thank you for having me. You're welcome, Sam. Um, can I ask, what three words describe you? So I would say I'm a connector, mm-hmm. um, trailblazer and a pioneer. Lovely. I love that word, connection, connection, connections. I love it. But we're going to be coming back to that in a minute. Um. Where would you say is your memorable place? Um, so it had to be Japan. Um, I was, Japan, that's far. I was fortunate to go when I was about fourteen. I bugged my dad to take me there, and he eventually caved in. So we went there for ten days, and yeah, it was just an amazing experience. And I plan to go back. I love their food. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard so much about it. I'm like, I love yeah, to. Yeah, people eat are that. friendly as well. Really, they're, they're really nice people, awesome, yeah. awesome. So. Can I ask, where did you discover your passion from? Um, when I was 14, I would say. Um, okay. So I was good at art and design. Okay. Um, and I just continued to nurture that passion and it grew into me doing graphic design, working with clients, wow. um, and also studying it at university. So, mm, Great stuff. Great stuff. Earlier, you did say something about connection. Can I ask you, what's your definition of connection? Um, for me, it's connecting from a genuine place. Okay. Um, so building relationships from a genuine place. Um, I think there is a tendency, especially within, so I'll say, I'll tackle it from a personal level. I'll tackle it from the church perspective. Okay. I think from a personal level, um, 
there is an emphasis on just connecting with people for the sake connecting mm. with people or connecting with people for what you can gain from those relationships. Mm. Um, but I think it's important that we connect with people from a genuine place. Definitely. Um, and I think to take it back to church and Christianity, mm-hmm. one thing that um, there was a guy called Dan Strange must have talked about is the need for us to not only confront, but to connect. Awesome. Um, and he said, you know, that the church is good at confronting but sometimes we're not good at connecting. And I think the two Ooh. things need to go hand in hand. You know, we need to confront culture, but we also need to connect with culture. And um, yeah, I believe that we need to take Christ into different spheres of influence and influence culture from that perspective. Fantastic. You know, uh, saying that, I remember a gentleman, um, John Maxwell, he once said that, Many people communicate, not many connect. Absolutely. And that really just confirms what you're saying right now. Um, can I ask, what types of connections have you had in the past? Um, so many. I think, yeah, yeah. I've connected with a lot of people. I've, I've been fortunate enough to always have the mindset of connecting with people from a place of how I can serve them and what I can give to them. Um, so over the years, I've always been intentional about connecting with various people people that have different worldviews to me. I've traveled various places across <laughs> Europe um, and built relationships, not only just in the UK, but mm. outside of the UK wow. and being very intentional about doing that. I like the word you use, be intentional, be intentional. Absolutely. And I think somebody needs to hear that today, be intentional about connection because what what are the benefits of connecting with people though? Um, I think there's so much benefits. I think you get to learn. Okay. Um, you get to understand, you know, life from a different perspective. I think sometimes we can be so caught up in viewing um the world from our perspective. Mm. And we don't open ourselves to different ways of of living, to different viewpoints, to understanding even just different approaches to life. Mm. And that can limit how far we go. Do you know what I mean? I believe that in order for us to be able to journey far, we need to be able to have a broader perspective. We need to not only Fantastic. see far but yep. we need to be able to see wide as well. <laughs> you know, saying that just brings me to one of the reasons why um, my latest book, Hello, I'm Pleased to Meet You, means a lot to me because I realized that many people are overly concerned about connecting with people. Mm. And um, because of that, they tend to lose out a lot. Absolutely. Because when you connect with people, I realized from my journey so far that it removes ignorance. Yeah, definitely. It takes away those... Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Just I think even in terms of like um, stereotypes, it breaks down yeah. stereotypes and barriers. Yes. You know, when we start connecting with people from various cultures, we're able to see life from another perspective. Mm. And then it, it gives us um, a value that we didn't necessarily have before. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, so I find it easy to connect with people regardless of their culture because I've had experience traveling to different places. I'm awesome. able to now have, awesome. you know, a point of reference. I'm able to have, you know, a foundation to awesome. build in relationships because I'm now able to come from a place of experience. I'm able to say, if I meet a Turkish man, yeah, I've been to Turkey. Yeah, and I went you to, have something to talk about. You know I mean, I went to Zonguldak, which is not a, a well-known <laughs> place. And they're like, yeah. oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> then before you know, I'm able to build that kind of a rapport with them because we have a foundational mean of communicating. Um, so I think, yeah, it's important that we just kind of see life from different perspectives in order for us to broaden our horizons. Beautiful. Um, you know, you mentioned something about collaboration earlier. Mm. To you, 
what would you say to somebody uh, that is thinking or contemplating going into collaboration with a, a, a company or a friend? I think that's the only way we're going to survive, especially Oops. with the pandemic and just um, the way that things are so uncertain. I think there is a need for us to collaborate more, you mm. know, um, across different sectors, across the board, and even with different types of people. Okay. I think in order for us to survive, collaboration is going to be a key part of that because um, in when we come together, we're able, to, like I said, we're able to bring different perspectives. We're able to bring different learnings ideas, yeah. and different ideas and yeah. approaches to things. Yep. Um, so I think the way that we're going to survive, especially in our day and age, is through collaboration. Wow. So how do we take that to the global scale then? How do we take it up? Because, you know, like, I know that few people are beginning to come together, mm. share ideas, let's work together. But how do we take it higher to the global scale? I think I think before you even start thinking global, you should start local. Okay. That's so true. The reality is that sometimes we can be so focused on how do we scale this to a mm. global level that we neglect to do things on a ground level and on a community level. And I think it's important to start local and be faithful where you are. Do you know what I mean? What you've been entrusted. So how you're serving your community, just keep serving them. Keep doing things that will enable you to be Mm. more known and and grow more effectively. Do you know what I mean? I think there can be so much emphasis. In as much as I believe, yeah, definitely you should have a global vision. You should have a vision that is bigger than where you are. I think it's important that you start local and grow from there. Start local. I think somebody needs to hear that because, um, you know, like when people hear collaboration, they hear connection, all they're thinking about is let's go out there. Let's go to the next world. But listen, Sam said it all. Let's start from where we are. Start from your community. Start from your local environment. And then you can scale it up and make it bigger, you know. Right. Now, I know one of the things I love about you is that you have great passion for the next generation. Yeah. And you are you are very involved in quite a lot of um, different activities that involve the youth, the next generation. Could you share a bit about that with us, please? Yeah, so um, as I mentioned, I set up a store for luxury black fashion brands that's working with designers. And yeah. one of the things that is unique about us is that in as much as we're a store, so we actually stock um, clothing through our store okay. which people can actually purchase um, from designers in West Africa we're also a platform for fashion designers to gain expertise so when they join our community mm. they're, they're partnered with a consultant who's able to offer advice and support on each aspect yep. of their development process um, so they can upload images of their sketches their okay. cat designs their okay. toes um, as well as their finished collection and get feedback wow. on each stage of that process as well as connect with other designers in the community um, so that's one way I do it. Another okay. way that I do it is through um, Desk, which is another business I set up called Developing Entrepreneurial Services mm. and Communities. And we started off as a marketplace for um, entrepreneurs okay. to be able to find co-working space locally, um, quickly and affordably. So um, it was a platform similar to Airbnb. They can go on the website and essentially yeah. find out where their local co-working space is and book it through our platform. Oh, okay. Um, but then awesome. obviously with COVID, things change. So that's we're a... pivoting into more doing events around building up our entrepreneurial community and just, yes, yeah, supporting entrepreneurs at different stages. So, Do you happen to have like um, 
should I say competitions for them or sponsorship or something? Um, competition, not so much. I think the, our approach is quite unique. Um, okay. When we did start with the platform, there were a few people already in that space mm. that had been doing it for a while. So it wasn't a new space. Um, and we used to get confused with WeWork a lot. So a lot of people would assume that we were just trying to be a co-working space. And it was like, <laughs> no, we're actually an aggregator okay. for different co-working spaces. Um, but yeah, I think from, for me, there's always a competition. No matter what field you're in, there is always competition. But I don't mm. tend to pay attention to that. Oh, good. For yeah. Stay focused. Yeah, I think definitely. that's the key. Hmm. Would you say there's a reason or a need for us to be concerned about the growth of technology right now? Um, I think, yeah, in some ways, definitely. I think the metaverse is becoming a, something that is, you know, quite prevalent. You yeah. know, there is a lot of talk around it. There is a lot of even investment into it. Um, and it's something that's real. Do you know what I mean? That's something that we should be paying attention to. The, the consequences of that is quite scary though because mm. the reality is that that's I my think, concern right there. I think there will be a detachment from reality and just a detachment from doing life in the real world yeah um, we already see that through social media that sometimes there is a detachment to just how life is do you know mm-hmm. what I mean or the expectations in life so I think when you encourage people to now be part of this world yeah for like you know majority of their day Mm. then they will lose touch with even just building relationships on a personal level. Mm. Um, so I, that's my concern. I think more so than anything else, just in terms of how the generation that's coming up behind us mm. will now be able to connect with people in the real world and build relationships Ooh. and just even understand different different mm. things from different perspectives. Because when you're so engrossed in social media or a particular way of technology, it can create echo chambers. That's it. Do you know what I mean? So and you're not true. able to see different perspectives or opinions to be able to challenge your own thoughts or ideas. And that becomes very dangerous. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't think I can add to that because um, you've really said it all. But my, my concern now is, so how do we make room for the next generation, Sam? Mm. How do we make room for the next generation? I think there needs to be emphasis on mentorship and discipleship. Oops, that's it. I think we that's need to one be, word right there. I think we need to be intentional about coming alongside them. Do you know what I mean? I think we are at a, a crossroad where the generation that comes after me can either be worse than us or better than us. Mm. And how we deal with just life and just what we show them will determine how better off or worse off they will be. Um, so I think there is a need for us to come alongside young people, the next generation, and just really kind of show them what life is really about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because I was on a converse, I was on a call about two years ago um, with you know some leaders in um, Nigeria, and um, they were kind of talking about from their perspective how they feel they can change, you know, um, Nigeria and you know bring in more infrastructure, mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. resources, and just make sure that we're developing. Yeah. We're developing yeah. the country to where it needs to be. And my focus was very much in as much as, yeah, we're, we're planning to do that, which is great. Mm-hmm. There needs to be an emphasis on the next generation. Yeah. How will we invest in our resources mm. and our time into the next generation to ensure oh, that they're wow, able to make wow. the difference that we may not necessarily be able to make? And hmm. um, we need to have that vision that looks beyond our generation, or even looks beyond ourselves to where we're able to say, okay, actually, we may not necessarily see the change that we're striving for, mm. but we can equip the next generation to create that change. So, you, 
It reminds me so much of David and Solomon. Absolutely. You know, David did not build the the, the temple. In as much as his desire was to build it. Exactly. But but he he got it ready. Absolutely. He put the resources in place to ensure that when Solomon was of age, he would be able to build it. And sometimes the vision won't be realized in your in your, in your lifetime time. Yeah. or in your generation. Yeah. Yeah. Moses desired to get to the promised land, but it was Joshua that got that there. Got there. <laughs> so sometimes, and we need to be we need to be selfless enough to understand that the vision isn't always for you to run with. Ooh, you know, it doesn't have to, to be always about you. Exactly. The, you know, scripture says, write down the vision and make it plain so that he that sees it may run with it. You may not necessarily be the person who runs with a vision, and sometimes we're too self-focused and inward focus where it has to be all about us because so we have true. that idea or we're, we're the ones that birth the vision That's we have a... to run with it and sometimes it's God's giving you the vision to be able to equip those that are able to run with it so and I think that just confirms what you say in terms of connections knowing that know your space know your capabilities know your ability and stick with it and be best at it Absolutely. you don't have to be somebody else just be who you are Absolutely. because it's in the place of who you are that we're able to influence people. Absolutely. You know, and a, a lady once said, um, you cannot fix the past, neither can you change it, mm. but you can invest your time in it. Yeah. That quote was uh, from a lady called OBA. Yeah. And, um, and it's so true what yeah. you just said now. Um, one of the things I am beginning to, um, I wouldn't say, worried about but i feel that we also need to emphasize is that the church needs to also understand what paul was saying in the book of ephesians chapter 4 11 to 16 he said somebody is made apostle a teacher whatever category then he now says something which i love when you get to 16 he said for the growth of the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the equipment you, of the saints. You are, you are given what you've given. I'm who I am. Yeah. For the growth, for the purpose, so that the church, so that the body of Christ yeah. can be equipped. Yeah. So I've come to let somebody know this, this moment that, listen, whatever you have, yeah. whatever you call a gift or a title, Mm. It's not for your benefit. Absolutely. It's for somebody. Yeah. And that ties in with what Sam was saying earlier in terms of the Father. If you take your eyes off yourself and know that, yes, I'm empowered, I'm equipped, I have all these connections, but I'm building it mm-hmm. ready for the next generation because I might not be able to see it in my lifetime yeah. and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. Because people think you just have to have my name on it. Yeah, yeah. If it doesn't have my name on it, then why am I there? Yeah. But no, you have a part to play yeah. and for those things that we're concerned and arguing and getting angry about fasting and praying might be that you just yeah. need to step back and see lord what part do i have to play in this yeah and you take your part do it and leave the rest to god absolutely and i think just even in terms of the way christ led you know he was very much um about empowering his disciples to do what he couldn't you know, he said, greater works they shall do. do. Do you know what Which I mean? And even, even, do you know what I mean? Even with us, yeah. you know, he yeah. ascended, but he caused the Holy Spirit to come upon us. So true. To empower us to yes. be able to make a difference where we are. Because he understood that the work wouldn't be able to continue without the help of the Holy Spirit. That's it. So it's a situation where even Jesus and the way that he led and the way that he did things was very much about how can we connect with the Father? That's it. How can we have a relationship with The place with of God? connection starts with God. That's it. Ooh, so I love much, that. It was very much yes. about bridging that relationship yes. between God and man. 
you know, and we need to to take example from that, that the reality is that we may not necessarily make the change that we strive to make, mm. but it doesn't mean we can't equip others to do so. And it doesn't mean we have failed. Absolutely. Because some people think, oh, if I've not achieved what I want, all yeah. the things I've failed. No, you haven't. Yeah. You've just gotten it ready for somebody else to take it off from there and get yeah. it to the finishing line. Definitely. Do you know, when you said to me about the apostles, I just remember Philip. The Bible says that Philip brought joy to a whole city. One mm. man. Mm. One man. So if one man, Philip, can bring a whole, <laughs> a whole city mm. great joy, can you imagine that yeah. what you can do Absolutely. in your community, in your locality? Ah, Sam, it's been an awesome time with you. I'm just going to ask you, what would you, if, if a young man is listening to you, who is very particular about making a change in their time, mm. who wants to do a lot more, and um, they really want to see, number one, God being lifted in their community, mm. and also want to partner, connect, mm. collaborate with the people around them, how best would you advise or encourage this person to do so? Mm. This is a young man that is passionate about seeing God move. They don't obviously have all it takes, but they know of other people around and they're, they're prepared mm. to, to connect with other people, but they're concerned about, oh, um, I hope they won't reject me. I hope mm. um, they won't say, who am I? How would you encourage that person to go out there and I'll encourage that. them to serve. I think just join mm. join um, an organization that ties or aligns with what you're about. And your values. Aligns, I love that word. Aligns with your vision <laughs> and values. Values, yes. Um, and just, yeah, make sure that, yeah, you're serving them, you know. And then in the place of service, you'll be able to get, you know, language mm. on understanding of how you can go about making a difference and a change. And I think, there, especially with the younger generation, there is this zeal and passion to yeah, want to make a difference. it's like nobody's which, listening. Which, which is great. <laughs> but I think that you need to come to a place of wisdom yeah. and understanding in order for you to implement a change that outlives you. Mm. Because some of them, they don't necessarily understand the strategy to build Ooh. upon Ooh. what they know and create long-lasting change. Mm. It's very much about, oh, actually, let me just go out there and make a difference. But yeah. right? you need to actually be in a place of where you're learning and serving mm. to understand what you need be to be able to do. Be part of the movement. Absolutely. Be part of the body. I think, so mm. I think it starts from a place of service. Just really serve where you are and learn as much as you can in order to make a long-lasting change. Like, in as much as you have a vision and a passion, serve where you are. And serve. then the opportunities, when the time is right, will come for you to be able to make the difference. Wow, you're to this make. is fantastic. I love how you said serve, be part of the body, use wisdom. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the major, major, major issues with the younger generations that they want to run. They yeah. just, yeah. I've got, got so idea. much zeal, yeah. but they lack knowledge. Do you know what I mean? There's so much zeal, so much passion to make a difference. Do you know what I mean? They want to go out And also because they have energy. They have Absolutely. the strength to run. Absolutely. And they're courageous. I think <laughs> yes. more so than they're the generation. Bold. Yeah, the <laughs> more so than the generations that have gone before them. They are bold. They, yes. they take a stand for things that yes. they don't agree with. Mm -hmm. So because of that, there is so much energy and so much desire Ooh. to make a difference. But the reality <laughs> is that they don't have the resources or so even the know-how so to true. be able to create a, a sustainable change. That's it. Because it's one thing to create change, it's another thing to create sustainable yeah, change. Yeah, because they get fed up easily. They get easily discouraged. Mm. Nobody's buying into my idea. Mm. I need to do this. Oh, how long is it going to take? Yeah, yeah. So do you know what I mean? True. So you see so many businesses or so many ideas that are birthed today and gone tomorrow because 
they didn't know what it takes to actually create the long-lasting change that they were longing to see. Wow. It has been an awesome time with you, Samuel. I've been looking forward to that, and I'm just so thrilled and excited that you have made it very clear to us all today that there is definitely a need to connect. Mm. There's a major reason to collaborate with people and then we can truly influence our environment. Absolutely. Then we can move to the larger scale. Like Sam said today, in a recap, I can just say in a nutshell that one, it's okay to connect. Mm. Connect from the place of your values. Remember that. Also, collaborate with people. It's okay. Mm. It's okay to expand. It's okay to check on people and see, oh, do you do you have the service? Do you have the need I have? And also, if you're a young person out there, you have concepts, you have ideas, you want to see a change, then I love the word he used, serve. Mm. Serve somewhere, use wisdom. Don't just go there and say, ooh, you've got to do it. Like, no, calm down, serve. And there was something else you mentioned that I love, that a lot of people don't use these days anymore. Mentoring. Yeah. Who are you under? Mm. Who is mentoring you? Mm. The place of mentorship is a place of progress. Yeah. The place of mentorship is a place of great result yeah. and satisfaction as well because then you get somebody that will eliminate. Do you mentor, Sam? Yes, I do. I believe we should have, all have three areas in our lives. We should have people that you know we look to, that we consider mentors. We should have people on our level and we should have people we're pouring into. Awesome. Um, so I believe every leader should be mentored and every leader needs a leader. And I feel <laughs> that a lot of a lot of the issues that we see, not only in the body of the Christ or just even just globally, is because people feel that they can do it alone. Do you know Ooh. what I mean? And it's a situation where we should always, do you know what I mean, seek to stand on the, the shoulders of those who've gone before us. Fantastic. Um, Like the reality is, yeah, the reality is you can't survive alone. Do you know what I mean? No one is able to build sustainable success alone. There is no such thing as self-made. And I think too many people don't understand that. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like you need to be able to receive from people. You need to be able to learn from people from there people. needs to be people in your life that can pull you up that can challenge you that can help you propel to the next level wow um and mentorship is very much a part of that so identify people in your area that you know of your expertise or even mm. just what you want to accomplish and serve them learn from them and yeah build upon the foundation that they give you so beautiful i'm going to end with this today and say to you you go out there learn Unlearn and relearn. Thank you for joining us. In this journey, journey of life, there's someone out there who needs what's there deep inside of you. So step out of the shadows and shine. Best forth with your light. Let those fears run and hide. So connect, collaborate. Time to influence the world. So connect, collaborate. It's time to influence.